This is the Renewed Brain Podcast! I stole that intro from another podcast. No one listened to it. Uh, this is Drew. Right here with me we've got... I'm Jeff. I'm Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean John. Sometimes Sorry. he forgets. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my head yesterday. Not and really. Not true at Welcome all. Welcome back to reality. What's reality like? Uh, that's for another episode. Oh, okay. I could talk about it. I mean, oh yeah. It's true. So this I is mean, John's week. Yeah, it's gonna be a good week. If you're it's not Billy's listening week, this week, you might want to fall on your face and repent. I um, cried last time John spoke because Drew cried last time. It was not a repentance. It was not a <laughs> sheer exhaustion. He says it wasn't, but it really was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Jeff is just sitting over here disgusted. (laughs) He's like, this is not my podcast. (laughs) We're a little giggly because right before this, we were talking about awkward worship moments and And awkward worship songs. Yeah, a little bit. We got into that a little bit. Butts and awkward worship songs. But anyway, um, do you guys have any really, really awkward worship song lyrics that just for some reason you kind of chuckle? Um, or song lyrics. Well, mine was the one about the river filled with blood that flows from God. <laughs> that one's awkward. <laughs> Look it up. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything at the moment. I just remember a lot of doll worship sessions when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Just like all all the songs had one beat. <laughs> it was one beat. That was this week. No. <laughs> I was worship this morning. Shh. Drew's on the worship team. He knows. He's like, I've been playing the same two notes over and over again. You know what was again. so funny? <laughs> this morning, we're playing a song, and our drummer's kick drum flew off I saw that. backwards I saw that. up over his head and hit the curtain, and we're all just looking and still playing, like, where'd the bass go? Yeah. And it was so funny. Yeah. The pastor came to the rescue with a good transition. Yeah. It wasn't a spirit-led moment. It was a transition-led moment. <laughs> he was like, ah, oh, just because of fun It was a kick reasons. pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like God wants yeah. to do something. I feel like the Lord and is without base. saying that our legs are being kicked out from underneath of us. <laughs> <laughs> our, our kick drum are being kicked out from underneath us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, John's segment today. Let's yes. do it. You're listening to The Big Brain. Welcome back to The Big Brain. Uh, today, my segment is going to be titled, I guess you could call, um, The Washing. Um, and I'm going to open this up with scripture and that's going to be in hebrews uh chapter one and then we're going to start at verse one it says long ago long ago god spoke many times in in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son god promises everything to the son as an inheritance um, and through the sun, he created the universe. The, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. 
and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows us that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name of God gave him um, is greater than their names. So, I was reading the scripture this week, and I found it interesting how, you know, it talks about how, um, you know, when when Jesus had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And so, I think, you know, in general, just with Christianity, a lot of times when we think we're cleansed of our sins, that we're still afflicted, and we're still imperfect, and we see when Jesus died and rose again and sat down at the right hand of the Father after cleansing us from our sins, that that's not the case. That because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, we've been cleansed and washed and clean and purified with his blood. And so I think there's a, a greater revelation behind, I guess you could say, the washing behind the 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 moment where you where you confess that God is your king, where Jesus is your Lord, the moment where you say that you're going to give everything to him, I believe is the beginning of when you're being washed with his blood. I know that we have these great things with baptism and, you know, of water and baptism of fire and baptism of, you know, speaking in tongues, all that stuff. Um, but I think there's a greater... There's a greater revelation in understanding when you understand that these things are great to have, but it's not about the acts or the things that you do. It's about what you truly have perceived and believed in your heart. You know, when you when you profess that Jesus was your king, when you profess that Jesus was the one that did the work for you, the one that, that laid his life down for you. And I wanted to... Uh, you know, look up a, another scripture real quick here. Ephesians 2, uh, we're going to start at verse 1, okay? And it says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, and made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through the faith, and not and that not of yourselves, and is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, in which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, it just I just love 
I love the scripture verse for one reason. It has it's just loaded with a ton of promises and riches that God has given to us and once again brings the attention towards that we don't have to do anything for it. We don't have to work for it, but it's already been given to us. It's a gift from God. It's something that something that's priceless, something that can't be taken away from us. It's something that um that God has always desired for us, you know. Um, that's what he des- desired for Adam and Eve. That's what he desired for, you know, everybody in, that lived in the Old Testament. That's what he desired. That's what he still desires today for us. For us to recognize that we've been washed, we've been cleansed, we've been made pure, holy, and righteous, and that he has a greater purpose for us in this life rather than just sitting in our own sorrow thinking of the things that we've done because all you're doing is bringing to your memory what has been crucified what has been um killed away and killed off from you when you said yes to jesus when you said yes to god and you know i can remember growing up and you know transitioning my life really into a lifestyle with god rather than just by myself And it was hard letting some things go. You know, it was hard because I would, you know, be doing good and the next thing I would stumble and I would just beat myself up about it. But really, when we accept Christ in our hearts, we have the ability and the capability to look past what we did because what's trying to, what's, what's going on is the old man is trying to, to resurrect again and trying to come back. But when, when you say yes to God and you're intentional with what you're doing, what was killed off, what was buried with Jesus stays buried. And today he wants you to know that you've been washed, you've been cleansed, you've been purified in his name. His blood spilled out on a cross for you. His blood was poured out for you. He gave peace to you. He paid for it. He bought it. It's yours. Um, and, uh, another, uh, another scripture I want to read is in, uh, first Peter, uh, chapter one, uh, we'll start in, uh, verse three. It says, all praise to God, the father, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in the heavens for you. Pure and, um, pure and unfulfilled beyond the riches of, or beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So we see that that God is so eager just to have an encounter with us, just to love us, that he locked away his promises away for us. He's keeping them safe for us, out of our own reach, because he's a good father, he's a good dad, He knows when we need things, so he gives them to us in the right manner 
and the right time. So we see that, you know, and the simple recognition of what Jesus did, cleansing us, keeping us clean, keeping us pure, that we don't have to beat ourselves up about our life anymore or about the things that we've experienced in the last couple of days or last couple of minutes or last couple of seconds. Because his blood was enough. What Jesus did was enough. He gave us a gift. He didn't give us condemnation. He didn't give us self-guilt and self-pity. He gave us joy and peace and love and righteousness. He gave us a relationship with the Father. It says in Scripture that Jesus was the example of the Father here on earth. He was the representation of God here on earth. We have a good dad, and he wants us to know that that he loves us. He wants us to know that there's nothing we can do to bring shame to him or his kingdom. And because of that, we walk in power. We walk in an inheritance. We walk in authority of being a son, of being something that God has mandated us for. You weren't born for no reason. You were born for a purpose, and that was to have a relationship with God and know that he's good. Bless you guys. Wow, John, you're really good at this. Oh, wait, it's me. John's amazing and should take every segment of every podcast. Just about. (laughs) Just kidding. This is our response time. John is responding to himself. Because I'm offended with myself. Oh. That I did such a crappy job. You're outraged? I'm outraged. No, not really. (laughs) Don't be outraged. It's not worth it. (laughs) No, that was super crazy good, John. I mean, like, I hear people talk about that verse in Ephesians, that whole chat, like, section of Ephesians, really, like, Mm -hmm. all the time. And I think the identity thing is what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I just love that message so much. It's so cool because I can always think, like, whatever my situation is or, like, I don't know, if I'm, like, being down on myself Mm -hmm. or down on others, the answer is that one section in the middle of that section of scripture you said the but god that's the answer to all of yeah. it. it's like this person's this this person's this it drives me crazy that i'm doing this and i'm doing this but god yeah and it yeah that that's just definitely something that clicks in my head whenever stuff like that happens and yeah. it really just helps refocus my identity it's really important yeah i mean that that scripture for me personally is something that i've been basically pulling on my whole life because um for me it gave me a lot of hope in situations that like I was going through personally and with family and Mm -hmm. everything because it's really true that there's so much there's so much just richness and there's so much gold in that scripture Mm -hmm. that there's always something you can pull out of it and something you can pull from it and you know, and I, for me, um, you know, that scripture is a scripture I want, you know, to flow out of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to, I don't, I don't just want people to see that that's what my life is or that's what I'm about, but I want people to encounter it and experience it. And so encounter the butt God, the butt God, but 
But, 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 buts, but, That is but. not how it goes. That is not how it goes. How does it go? Not now. Not now. <laughs> that was, that's for a later podcast. <laughs> the behind the scenes episode? <laughs> yeah, why not? Did we even record that? No. no. Dang it. No. no one recorded the butt song. <laughs> yes. No, I think, like, That's one of the things, like, we constantly need to be reminded of, that Mm -hmm. it's a finished work that Mm -hmm. we're in. Mm -hmm. And so it's, again, that that paradox theory. Like, Mm -hmm. we're living an unfinished life, but it's a finished work. (laughs) Yes. And so it's just constantly reminding yourself, renewing your brain to the fact that you're clean, you've been washed, God's finished. Mm Mm-hmm. The work was finished on the cross, you know? Yeah, I think that a lot of times in life, like, especially if you have a lot of negative things coming at you, it's easy to forget that. And, um, you know, uh, just a lot of situations in my life that that was the case. Like, a lot of negative things were coming after me. And it was one of those things where I just had to intentionally remember it's finished. Like... I've been cleansed, I've been washed, I've been seen as, you know, pure, I've been seen as Mm -hmm. righteous and whole, like, I'm not just seen as this, this is who I am in heaven, this is how I sit in heaven with with God and my relationship with him. And I think that's important, too, is that, you know, realizing that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, and so he already completed the work, he already finished it, Yeah, and so... Well, like, that's even, like, if you understand the culture of the Bible, in those days, a king would not sit down until a war was finished. That's cool. Until the war was done. So the fact that Jesus is sitting means the war's over. Yes. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, There was a guy who came to our school last year who talked about... That's and he talked about our position and identity and it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And like what he said, I mean, you know, in scripture it says that we are seated in heavenly places. Yeah, that's our position. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are or what you're doing, I believe you're seated in heavenly places. No matter what's coming at you, mm-hmm. and it's good. And just having an awareness of like what your position is. I mean, in heaven, the battle's won. Like there's, it's, it is finished. There's victory. You're seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, there's a verse in Exodus where he says like, I'll fight your battles for you. You may, you need only be still. Mm-hmm. That's almost what it feels. That's the only thing, words I can come up with to tell you what that feels like to have the knowledge of where you're positioned. And that is in heaven, mm-hmm. <laughs> seated in heavenly places. It's really trippy, really weird, but helped me a lot. Yeah. For sure. You know, um, I think, you know, not just having that perspective, but I've, I've had a lot of interactions with people and, you know, a lot of the times what they'll say is, you know, they'll, they'll get in that situation where it's kind of sticky and they're just like, I don't understand why this is happening to me, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, well... It's it's happening because Jesus finished the job for you. Like, 
I do believe there are certain situations in the scenarios where things will happen and God will allow certain things to happen because he needs you to know that you can let go. He needs you to know that he has your back, that he has finished it for you, that, you know, because he's our father. You know, a father doesn't say that, oh, I'm going to provide for you, but tomorrow (laughs) you are going to go bankrupt. And that's going to be that. I'm just going to leave you there. It's weird, though, because what do you do if you do go bankrupt? Well, I can say personally, because I've had some financial ups and downs when I didn't have hardly any money, mm-hmm. you know, and I was I was basically being used in the business realm, in the business area for... A particular company and boss and so um for me i just kept on believing that god was good and he was going to mm-hmm. provide and he always did i mean there's weeks where i would have no money yeah. and i would have no way to get to work and then next thing you know somebody comes up and gives me 20 bucks and says mm-hmm. i feel like god told me to give this to you it's cool or i would um hang out with a friend and out of nowhere they would send me home with a bag of groceries because Mm. they felt like God told them to do it. So it's for me and my personal experience and my personal ups and downs, like I know that God's a really good provider simply because he always provided when I was in that time of need. And whenever I feel like that I'm stuck or I'm not moving forward, I always remember, well, he he provided when I had the least, so he'll provide when I have the most. That's or good. maybe when I don't even feel like I have the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced that too. I mean, yeah, just walking with an awareness of, like, God, mm-hmm. it, it definitely changes your mindset in a f- um, I just know that it's, it's the same thing. Like in my family, we lost our house almost twice and we're going to be homeless and just crazy things happened in our family in my life and mm-hmm. just God always provided. So I've always known God as provider. Yeah. So I know like it can be easy to ask those questions and like doubt those things. But for me, I've, I've never really doubted that God was going to provide even like the last five years, the job I've. Mm-hmm. had that I'm actually leaving right now to go somewhere better like that job took a lot of faith because it was commission based and I never had less than I needed mm-hmm. <laughs> and and now I have more than enough and it's it's just good yeah yeah but I mean I think that you know I think that uh it's pretty cut and dry when it comes to what God says. Well, not to what God says, but it's pretty cut and dry when, when, um, you know, when, when God is something that you can't be for yourself, Mm, you know? And, um, you know, like in those times where I was struggling with money, like I, I couldn't make money any other way. I, I was, I was doing my best. I, I mean, that that time in my life, I applied to 30, 40 different places. Wow. And I had people coming down on me at the same time because 
back rent needed to be paid mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to pay rent. So I had a lot of people on me about that and attack me about that. And so, um, and the amazing thing is that the, you know, individuals that were involved, there was the one that wasn't very caring about my situation, but the other one was, and the guy that would, it came down to when I was backed up with back rent, he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Hmm. I understand because he went through the same situation when he was my age in that season of my life. So he gave me grace because he knew what it was like. That's cool. Yeah. So. Well, that's all the time we have for today. It's true. (laughs) It's true. true. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week.